Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Saving starts with internet and wireless from Xfinity. Because when you get Xfinity Internet and add mobile, you can save up to $400 a year on wireless. Enjoy fast, reliable internet at home and nationwide 5G on the go, included at no extra cost. Get Xfinity Internet and mobile together and ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back. Don't miss out. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Savings based on optimized pricing. Actual savings may vary. Well, in the first half, I go over the nuts and bolts of uh, attending Ozzy's funeral over the weekend. Ron Funches joins us as well. Very funny comedian. First, I'll tell you about Geico. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, you do one or the other, right? And then there's your automotive policy. And you got to get your bundle going. So you take your automotive or your renter's, you take your automotive insurance and your renter's or your homeowner's insurance and you bundle it up and you use Geico. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. That's geico.com. The world of true crime is seductive. We're detached from the reality of horrific stories happening in strangers' lives. And we feel safe when we listen, because we never think it will happen to us until it does. I've seen some of the most beautiful homes on Long Island, and I've seen the worst in Joel Rifkin. In 1989, I was an eyewitness to the execution of Ted Bundy. I'm Tara Newell, and I killed Dirty John. I'm Jim Jones Jr. I was raised in the, the Jones family. There was 300 bodies under the 500. Everyone was dead. For people that are so quick to tell me to get over it. He slit my brother's throat. I'm Jack Vanek. I'm Billy Jensen. And I'm Alexis Linklater. And we are The First Degree. And every week, we're talking murders, serial killers, and cults. All told through the eyes of a guest who's one degree away from the story itself. Morning bells are ringing, and we're the ones bringing Light Rock with Less Talk. We got Celine Dion on deck, Spandau Ballet on the way. We'll get under the weeds with Savage Garden in a few minutes. You're tuned to the toolbox. Hey, our slight chance of rain has gone down the drain, and temps will be slowly creeping up this week. Before you know it, it'll be fire season in California. Smokey the Bear says only you can prevent forest fires. And what do we need you for, Smokey? Isn't that just like the government? Are Caitlyn Jenner's balls big enough to be governor of California? We'll discuss today at noon. Brought to you by Olive Garden. Olive Garden, when you're here, something went wrong. Talk about songs that couldn't be made today, or at least wouldn't be covered by CNN. When President Biden was asked about the border, he said, I like our old stuff, like Borderline. It's Madonna if you wanna, so we're gonna, on the Toolbox. Studios in Glendale, California. This is the Adam Carolla Show. Adam's guest today, Ron Funches, with Gina Grad on news, Bald Brian on sound effects, and a spirited round of the Rotten Tomatoes game. And now he's got a lot of unpopular opinions, but he's also got a lot of popular opinions. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but gonna manage to get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Gina Grant? That's right. Handball, Brian. The fuck? <laughs> All right. Well, Max Pound, my little screen here isn't working, but uh, I'm not sure what the cause of that is. But anyway, um, so I, over the weekend, went to uh, Ozzy's funeral. Oh. I sat next to uh, Ray and uh, Chris couple things about uh, the mask and uh, wearing a suit to a funeral. I sat down at the end. I was sitting next to Ray, and after about 10 minutes, I went, uh, where's Chris? And he went, he's sitting right next to us. Oh. But the mask, especially the big-time mask yeah. mixed with the suit. 
could not uh, could not figure it out. Sunglasses involved because that can really mess things. Yeah, up. you're very Secret Service. Uh, he wasn't wearing them, but I was wearing three pair because right. I didn't want to okay. be recognized. I was like that preacher who doesn't know the bass drum from a pipe organ. <laughs> Two pairs of That guy, yeah. Hey, two lots about Dawson's intro. First of all, fantastic. Secondly, um, the, the remix. There was some talk before about remixes that made me think like the 80s song where it's just more crap. Do, 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 do. It's right. not like musicianship. It's just do, do, right. do. An extra round of do, right. do, do, do. Right. It's, it's like somebody said, uh, this soup isn't thick enough. And someone went, well, just dump flour into it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Make it a room. All right, but that's not making it better. Right. Yeah, but you well, said you wanted it thicker. There's yeah. more. Right. There's more. What's the problem? Yeah, I know. The the remix, like the extended <laughs> dance version remix, which is just one looped yes. synth, synto part yeah. from the song. This, you're not adding anything to the song. You're, you're right. lengthening the song. And these days they would yell, soup, because they go, remix, for no reason. Oh, really? Yeah. They yell that at the beginning of every remix. I don't know why, but uh, Sonny's now old enough to laugh his ass off when we were watching some movie. I can't remember what it was a few days ago, but someone something was done to somebody, and I was explaining Sounds to him. hilarious. Yeah, I said to him, oh, when I was young, uh, in my room, I had one of those patent fans, those kind of industrial ones that were like on the floor uh-huh. with the weird bent metals on high, and they threw an entire sack of gold metal flour into right. the fan, right. and you stuff. couldn't see your hand in front of your face. And Sonny was laughing his ass off. He was like, God, I can't believe your friends would do that. It's a good like, time. Yeah, in a few years, we'll get into the, the real stuff. They <laughs> yeah. did. That, that was considered. The hate crimes. Yeah, yeah, the sack of flour in the fan was considered bullet dodge. That's, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. That's what they did when they were storing up, you know, when they're working brewing. their bowels up and brewing and get, getting to the real stuff. So so how was the funeral? What was that like? Well, the, the funeral was interesting. It was at uh, Hollywood Forever. Mm, wow. And uh, they have wild peacocks running, running all about the place. The movie. Yeah. And the, and the mean geese there, too. The peacocks just let these uh, screams out for no good reason. Yeah. And it must it's, be mating season. You could all hang your head for a moment of silence and prayer, and then you'd hear this peacock just. <laughs> And it's like, it, it kind of yeah. freaks you out a little bit. It's, Shut up. It, <laughs> yes. At some point, three peacocks started heading into the tent we were all in and had to be shooed away by an usher. Like they, were just, wow. they were just heading in. Um, you know, I've talked about the uh, marriage with the rabbi and the priest. Mm-hmm. Never really considered the bilingual funeral. Oh, oh. twice as long. Everything yeah. was done in English and then in yep. Spanish. Yep. And and oftentimes the same person Aussie would just spoke do, either. do the beginning. I know. And then they would do the, yep. the rest yep. and then they'd come back to the English again. So it took a little while. Uh, had one of the most uh, insane Horn honks ever, which is um, after the, the the funeral was pretty long. It was about an hour and a half, maybe two wow. hours. After that, uh, they uh, it's also kind of a weird thing. The pallbearers, you know, they just kind of walk around to the crowd and go, hey, you look fit. You know, you want to hop <laughs> yes, up there? And I, it's like, I, did that really? I, yeah, it kind of seems like the kind of thing they should work out in advance, you know, because guys could have bad yeah. backs yeah, or feel weird. I was asked to be a pallbearer on the day of my aunt's funeral, and I was post like cancer treatment. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, can I be on the right side? Because <laughs> this is going to go badly if I'm not. This was 10 minutes before the yeah. casket. Open casket, oh, which yeah. I've not been to in a while. Wow, that's uh, that's good and weird. So the thing about the open cask is everyone goes, oh, it's weird. And then they go, you got to go. You got to go up there. And then you go, I thought we established this was weird and haunting. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but go anyway. So uh, there was that. Um, Now, the the horn honk. So this place is Hollywood Forever Funeral Home is kind of like the Madonna Inn. Bringing, bringing all roads leading to Madonna. It's just kind of funky and weird. And there's just the like, Madonna there's headstones everywhere. And, and I can't, you know, there's I, no HOA in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. I study commercials. Yeah. Boy, do I study headstones. Like yeah. I walk by, you see that couple. And it's like, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Lived him by 37 years. Yeah. You know, he died in 79. Yeah. She died in 2018. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, like all that stuff. There's a lot of face etchings. At Lots that. of face etchings and just flat out photographs yeah. that have been grafted onto yeah. the headstone, which is, I don't know. 
I'm a little older school yeah, with the, the high tech stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. It's kind of like the birthday cakes yes. that are airbrushed. Yeah. I don't want to see an exact cake. likeness of the kid as I drag the knife through his neck. Yeah, it feels essence. weird. Just be yeah. a clown, or a right? So, um, but the horn honk. So after I got the kind of breakdown on Ozzy. Ozzy worked with Chris, uh, my buddy, doing earthquake rehab in like '86. He then got. Pond off to Ray, who did earthquake <laughs> rehab three years later. It's a and terrible then, eulogy. And yeah. then at some point, he got pond off to me. And then luckily, I made it in show business, so I never had to cut him loose. Right. But if I was making 15 bucks an hour, I may have had to make some business decisions. Correct. So Ozzy hung out, flapsteak and chimichurri and all that. Um, but anyway, the horn honk. So the woman who's kind of been putting the whole thing together is just an angel's name, Sharon. And I met Sharon when we did the hammer, and she met Ozzy when we were doing the hammer. And as soon as the hammer, she loved Ozzy. And then as soon as the hammer ended filming, she had Ozzy doing work at her house and uh, became like, I don't know, the son she never had. And they became very close. And so at the end of the funeral, we're standing by my car. This was uh, Ray and Chris. And, you know, we go back 40 years plus. And uh, I hadn't seen each other in a while. So it's like three guys standing in a suit. We're all kind of commiserating and talking about Ozzy and that kind of stuff. And at some point, Sharon and her girlfriend, the angels who were working when Ozzy was in the hospital and trying to give him the best care and everything, they just stopped their car next to our car in the back where the funeral, mm-hmm. where all the roads are right. in the back there amongst the headstones and um, the um, – mausoleum and everything mm-hmm. and she just stopped did that move for a second where she went like thanks for coming out i know ozzy and a honk on the horn behind her standing oh, in a fucking graveyard everyone's Lord. wearing a suit she like stopped for a beat to say thanks Fuck. for coming out and the guy behind her who was also just attending a funeral, possibly Ozzy. The fuck? <laughs> just literally just honked. That's just, just laid on the horn while we were just standing yeah. by the hood, leaning in, going, thanks for coming out. That's crazy. Ray it's, didn't piss on his car? It's crazy. And then... She'd be so lucky. Right. And then looked for a place to park right next to us. As, oh. as, as, like, who are these people like that the are quail. so unaware... <laughs> Of their environment, the it's fuck? In, it's insane. We're we're at a first off, we're at a mortuary. We're 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 standing. Everyone's wearing a suit. We've just attended a funeral, and the person who's talking to us presumably just attended the funeral too, and is either saying thanks for coming, shedding tears, right. or saying we're, we'll see at Arts Deli. Right. It's it's invent. Right. It's it's on. It's in Studio City. Laid right into the horn. That's Your head to toe and block. You're bereaved. You were just standing there. Jesus. She didn't. Her car didn't come to a complete stop before the guy was on the horn. What Who a is major that person? Was, was Douche. Wild. That is major douchery, that's, right? That's crazy. She had us out of the movie that night. Yeah. So anyway, that was wow. uh, That was interesting. But, and, and Ray, really, there was no confrontation, August style. Now Good. we're, we're all too best. old. We just stood there and just looked at the person like they're insane and then watched as they tried to find a place to park 20 feet from where we're all still standing. All big dudes, by the way. Just going to get out. Just going to park. It's it. reprehensible. I completely agree. Uh, also, we were outdoors. They have a tent out there, but still because everyone's nuts, everyone's wearing a mask yeah. outdoors. Yeah. And then everyone delivers the eulogy with the full mask, yeah. which really? does not just, yes, just does not convey that. much of anything. No. Like so much is in the face and when it's pulled up just under the you know the bridge yeah. of the nose to pass the chin, you're not getting their emotions or their thoughts no. or their feelings. And if they're a little shy or if they're a little older, oh, you can't hear project. them. You can't interrupt them to say we can't hear you. It's very difficult. I did that move, which was like, it's the perfect. I was sitting in the middle back and, you know, they were doing, if anyone has anything to say and, you know, Ozzy's kids got up there and people were coming up and they, they were short and sweet, not as verbose as uh, your people, Gina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and then at some point, people like looking at me like, come on, you got to say something. You got to say something. I was like, I just want to sit here. And then I couple of people brought my name up like we want to thank adam because putting ozzy in the movie that was a big deal for him and blah blah once my name got brought up a couple of times 
I, so I was like, I was going to be the last person to go. So it's like the closer. So, so there was this pause and everyone's just kind of looking at me and I went like, okay. And I stood up and I took like three steps toward the podium. And of course, an elderly yep, woman stood yep. up right in front of me and started walking. And I had to do the move where I walked backwards hey, yeah. and pretended moonwalk. to sit down. I did a full moonwalk and sat down. It's like, oh, of course uh, yep. she had to stand yep. up and say something. And I had to go, oh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good. You like. You like. So uh, there was that. Oh, God. Did you say something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I talked about, you know, I'll tell you what I said about Ozzy. Um. Ozzy's a guy, you know, he always showed up. He was always in a great mood. Mm-hmm. He was making his cluck cluck sound for sure. the kids all the time. He was happy. He was uh, always gregarious, mm-hmm. always laughing, always a kind of smile on his face and in a, in a good mood. And I said, you know, that's who Ozzy was. But I said, it's not like Ozzy didn't have bad days right. or problems. That's what he chose yes. to bring. So all of us who, when people go, How's it going? Oh, don't get me started. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That, that's, our, that's our mode. And the people who are constantly in good mood, have a smile on their face, something nice to say, cheerful, well, we look at them sometimes as dullards who don't have problems. But uh, rest it, take my word for it, Ozzy had problems. He just didn't burden yeah. you with his problems, yeah. which I thought that's the lesson we should learn from Ozzy. Because everyone talked about, whoa, he's such a great mood, oh. and there's always, always just great energy, and always a kind thing to say, and blah, blah, always a smile on his face. And it's like, yeah, but he had arguably had more problems than I had, right. or many of the people whose face he was trying to put a smile on, but he didn't tell you about it yeah. he didn't burden you with it he didn't get into it all you knew is he was happy to see you it was a good day yes. and that's what we should tear out of his playbook that's well that's the lesson well, this man. that is right so god and the open casket is weird because when you're so used to seeing people and they're so full of life sure, and they're always yeah. doing a thing you're just kind of waiting for yeah, that pop up but i'm glad we don't do that our people yeah also um Ozzy's ex-wife, Sylvia, used to wear um, a lot of white diamonds perfume. Oh. These have always brought me luck. (laughs) Yes, Liz Taylor. And it was a lot. It was so much that if she ever cleaned my house, I'd open the front door and I knew. And by the house was 6,000 square feet. I opened the front door. I was like, oh, where's Sylvia? Because I can fucking smell her. Once I announced that to Jimmy... Jimmy bought her a chub pack <laughs> size. He bought her a seven liter bottle. Sure, he bought her standing. a fucking growler sure. of white diamonds yeah. and then told her, You love it. Adam this loves is, this, this Adam essence. Loves so so double down. That's great. And of course, she doubled down. Now, what she would do then is she would pick up Sonny and Natalia. Oh, I love them so yep. much when they were two. Wow. And then at some point, I'd come home and her one, the onesies were polluted with white yeah. diamonds because burn she had it all over. All over her, but evidently it's a familial thing because the entire tent smelled like white diamonds. Wow. I, this is, this was her. This is her kin. This is her sister. The mom. Wow. And everyone the is just scent. doused in white diamonds. So it, it's not a pleasant fragrance for it's, the ladies. It's well, it, even a dollop, a dot of it is overpowering. Yes. So if you really shan't uh, put you, you, that's the kind where you spray and you leap through it like a gazelle and you keep walking. You don't spray it white diamonds directly on your body. Well, she had a dunk tank with white diamonds in it, and that tent smelled like it. It, it harkened back to a simpler time when I was in my house and she was cleaning it covered with white diamonds. Sure. All right. I also got a note from Nate that Bill Whittington died in a plane crash and uh, who's bill whittington bill whittington is <gasps> the, he's of the whittington brothers oh oh the with the car yes he, these guys were the craziest fastest hardest driving Souped nut up. jobs ever i mean again they show up at le mans in 1979 they've never driven at le mans it's the biggest 24-hour race in the world they are slated to drive with one professional driver who's driven the K3 Kramer 935 Porsche. The guy who runs the team explains to them they'll go after the professional driver, takes his stint mm-hmm. out there for two hours, and come back in, and they'll do tires and fuel, and then you'll jump out, and the other guy will jump, jump in. These guys are so nuts. They go, we're going first. 
And the guy owns the car is like, you're not going first. You've never even driven this car. This guy's a professional German. He's campaigned this car all over Europe. And then it's like, what if he gets in a crash? What if the car breaks? Like, well, then that's racing and that's it. Yeah. You're, the car's out. You're out. You don't race. And they're like, fuck that. How much for the car? <laughs> it's the craziest, ballsiest move that's ever. Right. And then the guy throws out a price that's nuts for back, you know, 1979. Right. It's like, 250000 Like, all right. Done. Like, go to the trailer, get a duffel bag of cash, throw it at wow. the guy and go, now we go first. That's F me money. Then they win the race outright. <laughs> That's badass. Last production car. Not GTP, not mm-hmm. supercar, not prototype. Last production car of any car based on a 911. The 935 right. is a kind of production car. It's the last one to ever win that race that's outright. Insane. They win it outright. So, that because that's not the only, that's by far the, not even close to the only crazy thing about these guys. This wasn't the car with the extra juice. They had, later on when they brought the car back here, they were trying to hide nitrous bottles in it. And right. Weld it into the floorboards and stuff and cheat. And they're, and they're just nuts. And uh, they were, uh, they were doing things like, their car had no sponsorships mm-hmm. because they were use, making money through nefarious ways and funding the racing. But racing it said is so, cartel on the side. Racing is so expensive. Car dash. Um, so racing is so expensive that everyone immediately gets suspicious. Where's your sponsorship? Right. How can you afford this? So then they create a perfume company to then put on the side of their car but the perfume company that they create a bunch of the suntan lotion and stuff like that that doesn't actually exist so they Mm -hmm. can make anyway so then they end up going to prison then they get out he dies day before yesterday in a plane crash he was piloting it he's the guy who the story goes with a first off a p51 mustang now this isn't the plane crash a p51 mustang is the hairiest plane from world war ii that is, that's the plane that Tom Cruise owns, okay. but it's one of the only trainers. Okay. Tom Cruise would never fly a P-50 Mustang solo. Sure. It's, 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 too, it's too, too insane. But it's a very fast plane. It's a plane we, we put out at the end of World War II and hauled ass. It was like the fastest piston-driven plane of World War II. Anyway. He buys one, and he's going to race it in the Reno Air Races, which is the craziest event ever. It's, a, it's, it's, it's racing with airplanes around pylons. They get eight feet off the ground on a fucking airplane going 400 miles an hour. It's nuts. And then in Reno, tells some other guys that uh, who are like flying back to Florida or something or Texas, he goes, I'm going to fly the Mustang. I'm going to fly this crazy single-seat World War II two you know 1940s vintage whatever of course you are i'll meet you in florida yeah. or, or texas or he's going to meet these guys i'm going to take the mustang and then he goes out to fly the mustang back to texas and hits a fog bank over the gulf of texas and then has to ditch the place has to ditch the plane into the gulf of like full ejector seat no ejector seats oh, in those shit. planes. You just, you just, you just, you just feathered them and just he glided right at the end. Or he glided it into yeah, the water, he, basically. Oh, Don, his brother. Sorry, Don, his brother ditched a P fifty one. Not, wow, not Bill. Dude. Yeah, you, um, you do what you, what's called, you flare it. They mm-hmm. call it like you come in on your glide yeah, slope. Yeah, yeah. You come in on glide slope, and the last second, you just pull back a little, pull a little wheelie, and set the rear in first, and see if you can kind of kind of coast in but uh, tom hardy did in dunkirk right that's the only thing i the only right that's that's basically that's basically what he did then uh later on ends up in prison and then uh but his brother bill is the one i guess who died in the plane he was piloting probably trying to do something crazy in the plane if i (laughs) know him not a military plane just like a twin engine whatever but uh so now one one of the Winningtons is is gone. I don't know if his brother Don is still around. I think he is. But um it was a life fully lived. Yeah, and it's also it's also one of those things where you do all these crazy races, you do all these crazy airplane things, you run with all these crazy gun-toting guys, you end up in prison for a long time and then at the very end you just die in a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of appropriate. Yeah, kind yeah. of appropriate. Uh the other thing I wanted to get into is um so, well, speaking of cars, I don't know. Don's still alive, by the way. 75. Oh, Don's still alive. All right. Um, 
in the uh, so here's an interesting thing that has to do with the well being. Um, I talk I talked to someone on Take a Knee about you know well being and about resetting your system and kind of shocking your system and resetting your system and then we were kind of talking about. Uh, things you could do, like you could do the mindfulness stuff, you can meditate, you can whatever, but but you can quickly kind of reset your system, sort of like why everyone feels so great after a 20-minute nap, sure. mm-hmm. just go down, sure. 15, 20-minute nap, and you reset yes. your system. And I said, yeah, I think the cold water plunge resets your system. Yeah. And, um, and then I started thinking about this, and so maybe people want to do this. So I was thinking... Extreme cold will reset you. You just need to reset. Kind of shock yourself a little. Right. And the plan is you don't think about anything you for, yourself, for yeah. uh, right. two minutes and then you're, you're out of your head. Yeah. Right. Now you're back. Now right. you're rebooted versus sort of run down, run down, run down. Right. Um, but I, but I was interviewing uh, Tucker Carlson last week and he was talking about his like extreme hot saunas. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, well, I couldn't go into a sauna. If I was in the midst of writing a 20-page opening monologue, which he writes for his show almost every day, I would just sit in the sauna and my head would be like, oh, oh, now I got this idea. Oh, now I got that idea. I'd be sitting there. And then he said, oh, but once you get to 180 degrees, you have no ideas. What? And I thought, yeah. oh, yeah, that makes sense. I have no ideas when I'm in a cold, freezing mm-hmm. pool. I have no ideas about, I got to write this or I got to remember to right. bring that up. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, if you go pure hot, you sit around 110, 120 degrees, you'll sit there and have mm-hmm. ideas. You get to 180 plus, you don't have You're ideas. How do you... How long do you sit in there before you uh, keel over? You sit in, I think water. he said he sat yeah. there, sitting there about 20 minutes, get out take a break, then go back in for 20 minutes. But either way, the the moral of the story, kids, is you need to reset yourself constantly. If you think about the opposite, the opposite of resetting is you eating chips in front of the TV for hours on end. Right. That's, that's you right. not resetting. You dunking yourself in freezing water mm-hmm. for two minutes is a reset, and you mm-hmm. getting in a piping hot sauna for 15 minutes or five minutes or whatever that's a reset so think about ways to reset i was sorry i was just trying to find the uh name of that show and i don't know if they're even still doing it but this this flies in the face a little but i'm sure it wasn't 180 remember the gabrielle reese podcast that she had Mm -hmm. when she would do it inside the sauna i think it was called the truth barrel yes that uh yeah that would be a she came in here to promote it yeah yeah you go into the the hot sauna, and then you'd go into the freezing right. pool, Ugh. and then Laird Hamilton would put a bunch of uh, dumbbells in your underpants <laughs> and tell you, right. to wa- tell you to walk the from the shallow yes. end to the... At the bottom of the pool. To the deep end. Right. I know, everything was about training for the big wave fall, but I'm like, yeah, stay on the board. We don't <laughs> have to worry about this. I'm going to say something I never thought before, but I agree wholeheartedly with Tucker Carlson. Back, I used to do the poor man's version of this, which was my gym has a, uh, a sauna and a, a steam, steam room. room. Whoa, yeah. sweet. Steam room is even harder because it's like hot yeah, water, that's basically, humidity. surrounding you. I'd go steam room, I'd go sauna for a while, 20, 30 minutes cold shower like all the way cold for like five minutes right back into the steam room because you're supposed to do the alternating hot and cold right and what were you thinking about then no nothing nothing i was i was in ignorance bliss right your how your balls probably went really low then really high really low so balls yeah that's uh yeah it was like he was testing the landing gear out on a plane (laughs) so the the point is is find that yeah and reboot and uh reset and do it do it with those. Uh, they have those like one man saunas now. You just plug them in. You know they're small. Plug they're, in? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're pretty accessible. Wow. Yeah, they're pretty accessible now. Registry. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, everyone was uh, talking about that video with the sixteen year old and the knife and the cop, mm-hmm. and and they're getting different angles on it. And everyone has their ideas about firing warning shots. Joy Behar wanted him to fire a warning oh, shot like and all that West. kind of stuff. Uh, I don't think Dance! She, she <laughs> wouldn't have probably wanted that if someone had peeled back a knife and was going to plunge it into her, but good enough for her. But anyway, uh, there's another part of that video that I kept kind of noticing, but no one else really noticed it, which is the cop pulls up and there's whatever the, the, uh, 
the scuffle has spilled out to the lawn. And then the cop pulls up in the cop car. It's daytime. Like, a couple of things. Uh, back in the day when the cops pulled up, it was time to, like, pour your beer out. Mm-hmm. And if, oh, you're, yeah. if you're holding the knife, yeah. you throw it into a hedge Swallow or something. Your roach. Swallow the roach. Pour the beer out. Yep. Like, the fucking popo pulled up yep. in a cruiser. It's not time to escalate. Correct. The, the cop pulled up. But the cop pulled up. And he got out of the car and he was like telling everyone to cool it. And then the chick with the knife charged and she knocked over this other gal with the dreads, who I'm presuming is a minor because they blurred her face out. But the part, then the cop like showed up to that, like, what's going on? He started to draw his gun. As he was drawing his gun, a guy, an adult male, did a full football drop kick on the chick that was on the ground. Did you guys notice that? I was no. you can you can watch it. It's it's a pretty it's 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 not as crazy as trying to stab somebody with a knife in front of a cop, but it's it's up there. It's a I'd say a general disregard for the law. So he comes up and he's like, "What's going on?" She pushes this chick down, the chick falls down, and the guy does a full Ooh. kicks her in the face. With the cop standing three feet away from him, pulling his gun out. And this guy's like, I think now would be a good time to drop kick this chick who's laying laying on the ground. Yeah, Yeah, so you got the body cam. The chick goes down. Look at this guy's kick. Oh, He's standing right in front of the cop who's got his gun out. And he's going to kick a teenage girl in the head who's laying on the ground. I'm just saying, people, when the cops show up, keep the feet on the ground, out. drop the knife. It's going to no be kicking. no kicking, yeah. less kicking. I don't know what your relationship with the law is. The cop is standing three feet yeah. from you and he's pulling his gun out of the holster. And you go, now would be a good time to go full Doug Flutie. On wow, this drop kick. Drop kick. Last one in NFL history. Full Doug Flutie on this teenage chick's head who's yeah. laying at the cop's feet. feet. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. the dog floaty thing, we could, we could explain it to Gina, but I don't think she would have any appreciation whatsoever. No. I feel like I get it. I get the general vibe. Yeah. Sadly, you don't. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I'm, I, he did a crazy thing that had not been done in 30 years, but it didn't, it doesn't look that impressive if you don't like know the mechanics of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. Lost on me. Yes. All right. Let's see. Let me. Hit, and we got uh, we got the Rotten Tomatoes game mm-hmm. to play with that Ron Funches. Essay uh, multi-use face shields, the perfect piece of protective gear for your next adventure. Perfect for your next outdoor adventure. Whether you're working in the sun or the cold, or hunting, or hiking, or fishing, or skiing, or biking, dozens of eye-catching designs for men, women, and children. One size fits all, machine washable, and a lifetime warranty as well. In partnership with Operation Gratitude, they've donated over 100,000 face shields to those on the front lines of the pandemic. So for every order, SA donates one face shield to a first responder. So a good cause and a better product. SA, multi-use face shields, right, Dawson? Stay protected outdoors because right now we, you can get an insane deal. Buy one, get four free $150 value for just $24.99. Go to safishing.com slash Adam to get five face shields for the price of one plus a lifetime warranty and free returns if you're not satisfied. That's safishing.com slash Adam. All right, we'll take a quick break. Back with comedian Ron Funches right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about you bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Corolla Drinks fans, 818 Rye Whiskey is available now at CorollaDrinks.com. 818 is a whiskey from Adam's backyard, not the gated communities in the same area code. It's aged three years in new American oak and couples a malty sweetness with a complex rye finish. 
Adam and the team made this whiskey for fans of the show. They made this whiskey for the regulars. Get your bottle of 818 Rye at com. Hurry, we will sell out. It's time for Nicaraguan Name That Movie with Adam's buddy Oswaldo. See if you can guess which movie this famous line is from. Yes, when I throw it, I went out. They pulled me back in. If you said The Godfather Part 3. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. You're correct. Now, back to the show. Ron Funches has joined us. The movie Golden Arm, it's available on Apple TV Digital and uh, select theaters on Friday. Official selection of the 2020 South by Southwest uh, Film Festival. Thank you very much. And the podcast Getting Better with Ron Funches as well. Good to see you, Ron. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. I have not seen uh, Golden Arm yet because I don't think it was made available for us to see but we'll talk about it in a second but i was just watching you on the last blockbuster the Mm -hmm. documentary on netflix on the last blockbuster video store which is kind of interesting doc yeah it's really interesting um they reached out to me and just came to my house i was familiar i mean of course very familiar with blockbuster spent many a night in there as my youth and then um, i was familiar with the last blockbuster because i lived in bend oregon for a time and so it was really uh fun to talk about yeah it's a strangely compelling documentary i don't know why it doesn't sound like it would be you know the the stuff of compelling docs but it's very compelling it's a good doc yeah, I think it's when something is so um, ubiquitous to us that's like always around us that we think it's going to be there forever in our youth and then it's just gone. Like you have just an interest in it, whether it's like, you know, an old toy or an old video store. The fact that it was such a big part of childhood, the big part of how things have changed now to where you don't have that like feel of is it going to be there is the thing i want available mm-hmm. you just go and click a button and so our you know our kids seem like that they don't have any idea what that fun was like of like running into your friends at a blockbuster or things like that it was uh i think it's interesting to talk about or the horror of picking up the white box and going it's here and having nothing behind it to take yes. to the counter that was the worst <laughs> feeling True. yeah i think what we're really talking about is foreplay Mm-hmm. Like if you really oh, think about, yes. I don't know, I've never really thought about it, but what life is sort of the rules that apply sexually will apply to life, you know, I'm and listening. your impulse is I got to get my dick in some pussy or some asshole or in a mouth or something like now. Right. Sure. But we all know it's better if you go to a nice dinner. Uh-huh. And you light it. Put your dick in the steak. <laughs> you put your dick in right the in the waitress's mouth. <laughs> no, you light a candle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's just better, but sure. we don't want to do it. Right. But it but it's better. And the on demand, like my kids with ten thousand movies, right. they don't have that foreplay of like get in the car, yeah, drive the here, not sure oh, if they got it. Yeah. Dude, Disney Plus, like with everything just available from the entire catalog mm-hmm. from Snow White to today. Like remember, the, like things would come out for a limited oh, time. Back in the vault, it's yeah, going yeah. back in the vault. No, you had right. you had a month to watch Pinocchio, right? Yeah, these kids are just coming all over the place That's anytime right. they want. That's they don't right. know what it's like to get a little bit of blue balls, to get a little bit of rejection. They, right. oh, they're just fucking whenever they want. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing these did days. you guys do the same sad thing that I did when I was like 11 or 12 and like I wanted to see Batman, but Blockbuster was obviously rented out or whatever mm. it was. I would kind of stand by the drop box and be like, Hey, what did that person just drop off? <laughs> really? the, yeah, of course. I had nothing to do when I was 12. Where there was always the promise of maybe it got dropped off, but it hasn't been restocked. Right. Check and the then counter. You'd have to go check the counter, right? Yes, checking the yes, checking the counter. That was one. That was the mood that made you feel like an insider. <laughs> so, uh, Golden Arm. Let's talk about the, that one mm-hmm. for a second. Uh, I don't know anything about it, so tell sure. us, uh, catch us up. 
It is a wonderful comedy that starts uh, Mary Holland, Betsy Sidero, Eugene Cordero, myself, many others. It's uh, basically a female buddy comedy take of over the top. It's an arm wrestling mm. movie starring two hilarious ladies. And I play Carl, the owner of the arm wrestling establishment and lover and purveyor of strong women. So I just stay oh. being myself. <laughs> so good. And uh, like I said, it'll be in select theaters. I guess people should go to a website that's not probably. Yeah, in I just front get of me it right on now. demand. Go to Amazon. It'll be available at all the on demand things. Yeah, or eat your you finer movies. How uh, blockbuster, Ron? I'm looking at the bottom of my thing here. It says you once weighed 360 pounds. How did you mm-hmm. lose all that weight? I just started exercising. Stopped eating bad food. Hold on, let me write that. Yeah, I gotta down. make sure I heard that, that correctly. That sounds like foreplay to me. I want. <laughs> I know. I want people always fudge. like, "What happened? Did you? The, what surgery or magical bullet?" But it was literally, it was just I started exercising and I started drinking protein shakes and stopped eating Philly cheesesteaks. I know people hate that news because mm-hmm. it means they mm-hmm. should be doing it too. Yeah, I like, know. What else did you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some herbal supplement. Yeah. You, How uh, much fen-fen did you supplement with that? You worked with a holistic healer, right. coffee enemas. Come on. It's got to be something. What was on your vision board? <laughs> I know. The worst answer. I I had a friend that was real heavy, and then he wasn't. And I said, what did you do? And he went, I started walking. <laughs> and I was and? like, and? And he's like, that's about it. Next. Yeah. I know it's yeah. a, it's it's amazing how many diet books are sold when it's really just you know what you're not supposed to eat mm-hmm. you know what you are supposed to eat and we all know the part about you breaking a sweat. That's right. I'm I cannot believe. Uh, and how long ago? How long have you had the weight off? Uh, it's been three four years now. Been keeping it off, staying focused on it, uh, trying to push it a little bit more. So it's just constant part of my life, and just knowing that that's going to be a struggle. But I mean, it saved my life in the pandemic, just knowing that like in the morning, it's going to go lift weights. And if I had nothing to do in the night, it's going to go lift weights, go on that treadmill, gave me something to do. The uh, I know you got some dates coming up. Wise Guys Salt Lake City, which is a fun club to play and uh, stand up live at Phoenix as well. Wise Guys, May 7th and 8th and uh, June 4th and 5th in Phoenix at Stand Up Live. Uh, are you doing a lot of dates? Have you been doing dates? No, I fully a lot of comedians have been fighting against this void of like, you know, the pandemic doing the Zoom shows. I've done occasional Zoom show, but mostly I just gave in. I don't, you know, I was like, I don't I'll just start over when it's time to get back on the road. I don't mind sucking for a little while. I've just been doing a lot of voiceovers, a lot of acting. I'm hosting a new show, Chop 420 on the Discovery Plus app, which is fun because I get to eat food that's full of weed and get paid to get high and really show my mom that she was wrong on all accounts when it came to me. Ron cracked the code on the pandemic in every way between the exercising and the TV work and everything. It's been, I've, I've been very blessed. I just keep my head down and count my <laughs> blessings, girl. <laughs> Can you stay on a schedule? Had you stayed on a schedule with the pandemic? Because I think that's the hard part for a lot of people. Like They don't have to get up or mm-hmm. be anywhere mm-hmm. or catch a plane, so then they start drifting. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. But I think, you know, I've always had the ability to drift If for the last few years. If I wanted to, I don't have, you know, I kind of keep my own schedule. So, um, no, I just been good at keeping that schedule. That's why I have the workouts there to book in my days. And then I am either writing something, working on something. There's no more. That's the thing. Like you said, the, uh, the instant gratification is just the stuff that I miss. I miss the pop of going out and do crowds. So I'm excited to get back on the, to do some shows, but I was going out like, you know, three weekends a month and doing shows when I was home and then acting and uh, doing stuff on the weekdays, burning myself out. So I don't really want to get back to that. I think maybe one or two weekends a month will be my max in the future and just keep working on acting and other stuff. Cause I, I'm liking it. Here's uh circling back to uh blockbuster. Here's an interesting philosophical question for everybody. I've noticed that there is value in recognition of names of brands that are defunct. And uh, I like cars. And so it's like Bugatti was gone for 
70 years and then Bugatti came back. Like someone goes. Was it literally gone or was it like no one paid attention to it? I think it was. Chris can check. But I think Bugatti was literally gone from for no, a number of years. They hung out, made little attempts, but they seem to be gone Alfa Romeo was kind of gone. There's like these companies were gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they came back, you know, new management, new ownership, new structures, some some German company or something ends up buying them. But there's some value in the fact that we know what a Bugatti is uh bugatti was defunct in 1963 and then and then and then came back with a supercar that set the land speed record essentially but what does that mean there's some value in blockbuster like i think there's ironic value i don't think anyone would actually go to a blockbuster to get a movie it's nostalgia well they're not gonna go under the old model right is there a blockbuster streaming channel or a blockbuster something that is not that's a good that. point yeah because that's the thing like the the netflix model was not turn on your tv and watch anything you want it was stick it in the mail yeah, it'll mail come to you when it comes desk. to you and they they evolve so i think you're right i think for our generation it would be badass to have like a blockbuster streaming channel and, and as much as the, you know no publicity is bad publicity like the ironic uh nostalgia is just nostalgia you know at the yeah. end of the day it's like yeah you can like it ironically but it's still something you're thinking about you're or, still paying for it well yeah. we're talking about they're making movies out of rock and sock and robots right. and they're making movies out of, they're making all these dumb movies from toys that we remember when we were kids legos are huge some value in it thoughts ron block i mean that's what i pitched in the documentary why not a blockbuster dispensary just some place where you could go smoke pick out your latest movie meet some friends i just want a general hangout spot it's not going to be a a, probably a very profitable business but that's (laughs) That's why the weed's there to prop it up for me so you grew up out here in SoCal and then moved to Chicago? Is that, was that your childhood? Yeah, I'm born, yeah, for four years. I was here until I was four, moved to Chicago, moved to Oregon, and then came back here. And the Oregon was uh, the blockbuster chapter in, in your life. Mm-hmm, and Chicago. Well, I guess in Chicago we also had Hollywood video. Oh, oh yeah. Better. Yeah. God. Mm-hmm. They had a porn section. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Blockbuster never had a Lacking. porn section. Lacking Blockbuster would sometimes take out controversial scenes or like extreme violence, and that didn't sit well with a lot of you know movie purists. Wow. Oh yeah. I know that. Oh yeah. That was well. It's well documented. Wow. Yeah. The, the Walmart style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it seems weird to try to compete minus porn back then. <laughs> it seems like you're hobbling yourself. Yeah. Blockbuster. That's all the little ones had, the With- little stores, because Blockbuster was the only game in town. And it kept the beaded curtain people in business. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because who else is buying that? <laughs> the beaded door jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to a place that had Western doors, which oh, I always. Saloon doors. I always liked that. Yeah, the, the uh, saloon doors. Ron, where'd you rent your porn back in the day? <laughs> New Sheriff in town. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wouldn't let me. By the time I could rent porn, that was gone. So I, you know, my young porn days were watching the scrambled pornography mm. on the pay per views where you could hear the noises and just hope to make out a nipple or, you know, what you or use your imagination. Nation. You could make it whatever you want at the time. I remember once trying to take a picture of a TV set that had nudity on it, like a literally like a Polaroid. Mm-hmm. That's how fucking insane. It's a hard up you were. Yeah. And I think when you're young, you like you'll just find sex scenes that I remember, oh, you yeah. know, wild, of oh, course, yeah. Wild Things, one of my yeah. favorite movies. Um, I think I, just, I there was a scene in Muriel's Wedding. That I could masturbate to as a teen. I found wow, it. Oh, I forgot about that. As a teen, though, you can masturbate just about anything. That's true. That's I don't true. know. I, mean, I could still get it going to Muriel's wedding. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I had uh, one of my earliest uh, m- mashups, masturbatory mashups as a teen, is I loved uh, Linda Carter from Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I loved uh, Cheryl Ladd from Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. I had those Ooh. two meeting in my mind. Wow. <laughs> Getting to know each other? Yes. A crossover episode? <laughs> yes. There was no... It didn't actually exist, right. but I, I willed it. That's great. Superpower. Yes. You use that golden lasso. You get everything yeah. involved. Oh, we got lasso the truth. truth. We got the truth out of Cheryl. <laughs> the network stars. <laughs> 
Battle of the Network Stars was the best back then. Probably, Ron, you're probably a little young for Battle of the Network Yeah, I don't Network remember Stars. that one. American Gladiators is what I remember. Mm-hmm. But that that's, I, I love them. I think they're doing a 30 for 30 on American Gladiators. I can't oh, really? Wait. Oh, I'd like yeah. to see that. Sweet. Yeah, I would watch a 30 for 30 on Tupperware. Like, that's how we do 30 for 30. Empty Tupperware. No. I don't care. That's how good, much I like 30 for 30. But I wonder when that's coming out. Where'd you hear that, Ron? I just saw it on Twitter and it got me excited because, I'm, you know, I love Turbo. I love all the people. Mm-hmm. I love contestants. Wesley Two Scoops Barry. I used to have a bit <laughs> about Wesley nice. Two Scoops Barry that I would do. The only competitor that became a gladiator. I love him. Oh really? Yes. I uh, I used to I used to watch it a little bit. It was always you always I think we're were you always rooting for the contestant? I was always rooting for the contestant. I was usually rooting for the contestant unless they were overly cocky and then I wanted them to get taken out. Sure. And then they also had that one gladiator. I think that was a lady named Storm. And I liked her because I could tell that she was like Storm from the X-Men Storm. And I was like, <laughs> I like that, too. Well, I'm seeing right here just from Twitter, uh, a revival of the popular physical competition show American Gladiators is in the works from Seth Rogen. Oh, oh that really? maybe there will be a four twenty element. They it a couple times. Nice. Gina Carano was in the like oh five oh six version. She was like oh. Crush or something. Yeah, I guess. In I guess the theme is everything's just coming back. Yeah, everything, mm. everything that you've. I guess if you've heard of it, it has some value, <laughs> right? Because right. you want. Yeah. Have you heard of this thing? And you go, Yes, I have. And they go, really? All right, now it has value. <laughs> now we're now we're gonna do it. Uh, yeah, how's your sad. son doing, Ron? He's doing great. We just had his 18th birthday a couple days ago. Oh, so we're, we're very happy. I feel so. I feel like I won an NBA championship over here. I was like, I don't. I new feelings. I didn't know what it was like to have an adult kid. But as soon as he turned 18, I was just like, I'm so proud of me. <laughs> of how far I've made. The son. It's not the daughter. No, he well, took his Where'd he go? Where'd he go? He went. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hey, buddy. We got Ron Funches in here, and he's got bunches of fun with him. Speaking of fun, that's his son. Oh, he just turned 18. You can shuffle knee high. Ronnie, get yourself a protein shake. Rest here. Quit your grinning and drop your linen. Jade, stage seven, stage seven. Ron's a big celebrity. Come on, he's doing stand up all over. You guys see the Golden Arm movie? Oh, no one here has? Well, how about that blockbuster movie on that? Nobody. Okay, stop. You listen, you threaten me. That's a federal law right there, buddy. Hey, buddy. Ron Burton. Now, if, uh, if Ron's son was Jewish, he'd be 189 by now because he already would have been a man. But he don't swing that way. He turned 18. So get him a knee high and a Shirley Temple. Give Ron a muscle milk and let's get up there and shake that moneymaker. Ron ain't going to make it rain, but he might make it drizzle. Give him change for a dollar. Let's see if this happens. Thank you. Sorry, no, I got the, Was it like that? How was the party? <laughs> was that the birthday? <laughs> no, we just went and saw Mortal Kombat. It was fun. We saw a bunch of fatalities. That was good. That's helpful. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, you Great. saw Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I passed a billboard for that. I was like, is that a it thing? Good. Is it, it good? It was good. If you like the game, if you enter the mythos, <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm. I, it's it's streaming on HBO as HBO well. Max, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so, I, but you went into the theater. Yeah, I rented out a theater. It's oh, you rented it out. My wife nice. just hung just the Ooh, three of us, and we uh, watched the movie. It that's was. Good. It truly was. It was his 18th birthday. That is awesome. <laughs> so, the, wait a minute. This is power of the th- just the three of you in the theater. Mm-hmm. Wow. How is that these days? Is it do you can get it at a better price because they're yes. at half capacity or whatever? Oh, so much better. I mean, to be honest with you, it was it was like two hundred bucks. So yeah, like, I, mean, I was like, why not just do this every time? <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple of friends who've done this, and the AMC, at least mm-hmm. by me, is like you can rent the theater for a new movie for like three hundred bucks. But if you want to watch like a library selection, like Back to the uh-huh. Future or something like that, it's like ninety nine bucks. You bring oh, up, mm-hmm. up to twenty people. Love that. That's true. Look at that cute picture. Is it the, are these matinee like are these daytime prices? Uh they're oh, we all went at five. Yeah, we're five PM. We went. Did you are you at the place in Hollywood? Uh right off of Hollywood there? I'm looking it at the picture. It says El Capitan, I think. No, it doesn't, it's a scorpion. 
Which one? Uh, which one did you go to? Oh, we went to Cinemark. Cinemark over. I forget where it is. I don't know. But yeah, that's us. Pretend, right afterwards, he said, I'm going to take your spine when that made me happy. <laughs> I was like, he's really paid attention to the movie. Uh, <laughs> he retained a lot. He did. Wait a minute. What was your wife? Miserable, at least watching she, Mortal Kombat. Oh, no, that was the best part. Thank you for bringing it up. It was really fun because at one point she, just, I just looked over at her. She's just reacting, and she goes, "I didn't know it was going to be this violent." And I was like, "Did you think this was Mortal Kombat?" All right, uh, let's see. I got a spot here, and then we got uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game. Yes, Gina. Real quick before we get off uh, this tip, if anyone's interested, um, I'm not saying that I'm in it, but I will say that um, the new installment of Street Fighter V has come out with the character Rose. Mm -hmm. Um, Gigi Harris, uh, for union reasons, um, is back. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, my married name will be Harris. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, the new my new Rose is out in Street Fighter Five. So people uh, seem You're pretty excited the about that. For yeah, that? I, I always do for Rose. How I'll do check you, that out. I'll yeah. play that on my Twitch. Oh, I'm playing a lot of games on my Twitch. <laughs> oh, that's me. It's the music. That's you. Uh-huh. Yeah, You're always, Rose. I'm Rose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the guy Rose is fighting, too, Ron, if you're impressed. Uh, what, uh, purple uh, slacks. Well, they call it slack, purple I, slacks. Su- I have always wanted to be a voice in a video game, so I'm very much and truly impressed. Oh, well, this. good. Uh, take this in the spirit which is intended, Ron, but I don't know if you can sound menacing. Oh, I can. Oh, you can? I can. I well, can. Well, if I have to. All right, so let's see if we can work this out. Um Say, uh, I shall take your spine and eat it like linguine. Okay. I'm going to take your spine and eat it like linguine. (laughs) You know what? I stand corrected. I got a little chill Mm -hmm. on my neck. I stand corrected. Thank you. Thank you so much. For a second, I I thought it was directed at me, and I was like, (laughs) back off. All right. Let's see if we can try a few more of these wild lines. Just to see. um, Menacing. Menacing. All right. right. Menacing. All right. I'm going to punch... My hand through your rib cage and pull out your heart. I'm going to punch my hand through your rib cage and then I'm going to pull out your heart if 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 you don't mind. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. I like you putting your own flavor at yeah. the end there. This yeah. is nightmare fuel. Okay, let's say let's see. Uh, oh, okay, I'm going to vanquish you and then have sex with your fiance in front of your corpse. I'm going to vanquish you and then have sex with your fiance in front of your corpse because that's what she wanted. And I'm just trying to give her what she needs. Wow. That's a little menacing. I didn't think it was going to work. Yeah, it does. At first, Ron, but man, I, I'm scared. I stand. Uh, let's just do, let's just do like 27 more. Of these. <laughs> <laughs> no news. Let's see. Uh, let's try this. Um, I'm going to rip off. Your left ear, saute it and eat it while you bleed out on the ground. I'm going to rip off your left ear, saute it. Just make sure I have a nice oil and garlic melody for flavor. And then I'm going to eat it while you bleed out. I don't even have the time to finish you off. Mm, That's good. (laughs) That's man. Chilling. Mm -hmm. That one scared me. Yeah. Well, look, I know we got a lot of high-end video producers who listen to the show. So if you people are checking this out, you may want to uh, blow Ron's phone up because uh, I think there's something here. And also, in all seriousness, you know the way over the it's It's all been done it's before. Out. It's played out. Mm-hmm. But uh, that smile is freaky. Yeah. <laughs> you want someone who has a joy in the murdering. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I like that. Great mm-hmm. big smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much more menacing. All right. Let me hit uh, Sunday here. Oh, brown spots, weeds, all that on your front lawn. Nobody wants that. And uh, spring is sprung, baby. So you can get custom lawn care and they'll put a plan together from uh, Sunday. They, uh, it takes a guesswork out of unwanted chemicals so uh, you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, better for pets, better for the planet. Mike August is all over this. He absolutely loves it. He uses Sunday. Um, You get to Sunday 
It's uh, the website is getsunday.com. Put your home address in, and uh, they'll give you a free lawn analysis. Uh, it's a tool. It takes care of the rest in uh, just seconds. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan. See, this is what we need, a smart lawn. Everything is sent straight to your door, and it's right when you need it. Get a beautiful, beautiful lawn this year with Sunday, right, Dawson? Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash Adam to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash Adam. All right, we'll take a quick break, come back with Ron, and we'll play the Rotten Tomatoes game. And we expect a lot out of you, Ron, because you know movies right after this. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue of the Real GM Radio Podcast, and one of the fascinating dynamics that is going on around the NBA right now is a expanded push by teams that are in the middle of each conference, and that might be partially motivated by some unlikely finals teams, the Phoenix Suns, adding Chris Paul went all the way from out of the playoffs to the NBA finals, but it could also be the rise of the play-in, where it is now easier. There are now 10 teams that kind of get into the mix as opposed to it only being eight. And it also creates extra teams in the postseason. And so we are seeing potentially teams like the Chicago Bulls and others making a push, going more for winning now as opposed to moving forward in the future. There are other factors that could be in play. We'll have to know more over the next couple of years, but it does look at the moment like these additional motivating factors, maybe brighter success, and more spots in the playoffs are really affecting the way teams make decisions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now on the baseball season, boxing, MMA, and the Olympics, and BetOnline.net has all the action. Baseball is your first love. America's pastime is back and better than ever. And with football right around the corner, excitement builds, heading into the pro football preseason, college football season, and BetOnline has covered with all the info, including pro and college football futures. Place for all your sports needs, field of MMA, championship boxing, golf, horse racing, they have it. So head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with betonline.net.